0: We have unlimited, clean, and powerful energy surrounding us, waiting to be tapped and maximized. Why hasn't that happened yet? I mean, we have the technology, the science, the money. Oh yes, the money. You pay your taxes, right? We have everything we need to access cheap, renewable energy. The only thing that's lacking is decision. What's up you guys? Welcome back to Homecasts. My name is Reef and this episode is definitely going to be an eye-opener for you. Why energy is a moral issue. I'd like to go on and head straight for it, but first, I have to thank you who are listening right now and all the people who supported me in my crazy, fiery, and actually most of the time, overexcited activities. You gotta hand it to me. I love what I do and I hate having to let go of any lightbulb moments. So thank you everyone for all your support. Thank you to my patrons. Because of you, I'm actually able to buy my first ever microphone, which of course I'm using right now with pride and honor. I feel so cool with it. I feel like a pro. I just want to let you guys know that you are a part of this journey. A journey to sharing the truth to the world and how exactly we can save it and enjoy it along with future generations so if you do find some value in this podcast please do check out my patreon account patreon.com slash keep tomorrow existing that's patreon.com slash keep tomorrow existing I've also posted my link tree down below if you want to find out more about the crazy things that I do to help humankind and mama earth I've been thinking about this question lately, it's quite bothersome. Um, How long can anyone's success last? How long can anyone's success last? Mine, yours. How long does success last, really? I have friends who go all out in their dreams once they finally found it. I know some people who are still looking for it. I know some people dissatisfied some already satisfied, content, some on the low, on the high of it, young, old, happy, sad, a lot of people with different stories, simply all having life and living. But I figured that these uniquely designed dreams that which are waiting to be unlocked need to last long. And by long, I mean even after your last breath. And that's one of the heaviest reasons why I do what I do. In a nutshell, I don't want my future children to achieve their dreams during the extinction of humanity. I'm not going to let that happen. That could be me too, or you. You who are training to be like Michael Jordan of basketball, or the Elon Musk of space science and innovation, Zaha Hadid of architecture, Picasso of art, or better yet, those reaching to achieve the best version of themselves. What I'm saying is, the thought of extinction Isn't new, but ignorance isn't either. Our extinction could be tomorrow, and while that's arguable to be inevitable, it's proven how we do have control over it. The damages we've done to our home aren't irreversible, but we can only mess with Mother Earth so much so before she decides to end us. But no, let's not sit here and wait to die. Our children shouldn't be born in a world that's full of pollution they should live and continue evolution it's a must the complete harmony with mother earth is not far one of the best ways to start with then is energy the foundation of how and why we can do whatever the hell we want or all other cells out there and in here okay energy how do we even define energy If you mean electricity which takes up the biggest chunk of your bills next to rent, you are correct. But it doesn't stop there. Although I want you to hold on to how much you're paying for energy. Okay, just keep that in mind. First, what is energy? To explain this, we gotta rewind to the very, very, very first cell. Where the mitochondria, aka the powerhouse of the cell, didn't exist yet. I'm sure the mitochondria is the only part of the cell that you memorized in 5th grade, but here, a cell is a being continuously in motion, excited if I may, because it simply wants to be separated from the very dead universe. A cell is comprised of millions of tiny things like proteins and other molecules that decided to join together and be alive. Thousands of complex, self-replicating processes up to a 100,000 times per second. Damn. All life is based on a cell. Without the cell, there is no life. Just the dead and boring universe. Life is all things excited, in motion and making change, occupying a very dead universe of nothingness. And yes, I keep saying very dead universe, try searching for the word entropy. Because really, that's what the universe is all about. Now, to stay alive and exciting, cells need to constantly work to maintain its separation from the dead universe. It does so by keeping what's inside of it more rad than what's outside of it. And it has to continue doing this or else life will be non-existent. So yes, being unique is a cell's lifeline. And that's where energy comes in. Energy is the ability of things in the universe, aka the cell, to do work to move or manipulate a thing or create change. Cells need energy to do what they do, you know, being different. It's their rice. But energy is the kind of rice that can never be created nor destroyed. It has its own set amount, and we don't know why energy is just like that. But it is, so let's just be grateful. So, you have the first ever living cell, hungry for energy, trying to keep itself alive, excited, and in motion. Getting energy started with simple chemical reactions, and then finally, the discovery of the best energy transporter, adenosine triphosphate, widely known as ATP. Now you know what ATP means. It's the MVP of energy translation. Good with bringing energy in and taking energy out of the cell. Think of ATP as your cell's very own digestive system. Because of this relationship, we are able to do stuff. How ATP was made, no one really knows, but it's already made sure that without it, cells can't eat right. And of course, they'll die. Now, here's the greatest available source of energy, the sun. Why? Because it can kill us with its raw and powerful energy, light. Cells didn't know how to eat this kind of energy at first because it was too raw. So cells adapted to become cells that can eat this raw energy and they called the process photosynthesis. And the cells, photosynthetic cells. Now, after cells discovered how to eat the energy of the sun, the other cells who failed to adapt to this made the brightest and most noble decisions ever. They ate the photosynthetic cells. Yeah, that's reality at its best. It's just like a level-up game. You go to battle, you win, you take the loot, gain experience, and level up. That's it. An unending competition and domination. Now here's the big but. Photosynthetic cells could only store their energy on the surface of their cellular body and so the other cells who eat them don't really get as much energy until one day, one single woke cell decided to not eat a photosynthetic cell. Instead, it decided to merge with the cell, centered in their differences and strengths, and made the first ever award-winning cell the very first real collaboration. And look at what they've done. Why award-winning? It's because the energy of the merged cells were top-notch, and I'd like to say of higher intelligence too. Highly efficient, highly intelligent than those who only ate photosynthetic cells. This was because the beauty of their collaboration was shining through. What used to be the photosynthetic cell still did what it did best, which was to photosynthesize. Providing a badass engine for the woke cell whose job was to protect its engine. Perfect symbiosis. An ideal relationship indeed. So I hope that sounds familiar because we should learn a thing or two about ourselves. And come on, cells? Who would have thought? So which is it? Competition or collaboration? I'm emphasizing these two words because of everything that's happening now A lot of injustices, people on the loop of their own history taking others down still in the name of dominance and ignorance. But check these cells. Are they not the example we're looking for? And that's my cue for my next point. These two cells that merged and collaborated, focused on their strengths and thus creating a more powerful being, the supposed dominant cell used its strength to drift along and win the races. The photosynthetic cell that's inside the dominant cell then became, yep, you guessed it, the very first mitochondria. Say it with me. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. That's a win-win. Now, because of that win-win, that collaboration birthed multicellular organisms. That said, you can fast forward it now to you, a human being, made of cells that decided to collaborate to get more efficient and more intelligent, more powerful in a fair way, enough to create you and not just you, everything around you, everyone, all that was before and all that will. So now, why Reef, why are we getting so deep here? <laughs> well. Well, if I didn't, I'd rather have asked you to read a book on sales and then expect you to save the world and be Captain Planet number 2. But really, kidding aside, you gotta know your history so you'll know where you're going. So where? Where are we going? Oh, Captain, my Captain, we need to head to efficiency. In the matters of today, we'd prefer to claim it as sustainability, by which the exact same word that the competition peeps, aka the big companies like oil companies and fast fashion giants, use to greenwash you. If you like, check out the fast fashion episode of Patriot Act. That dude, Hassan Minaj is amazing. He explained that stuff real good. But anyway, I talked about sustainability more on the last episode but in a nutshell, sustainability means intergenerational justice. That means living without the cost of tomorrow cue to the next point fossil fuels the great grand global microwave it doesn't just heat us up all the combustion is turning our single home uninhabitable here's the situation renewable energy is quote unquote too expensive have you heard that before now I want you to think of who exactly are the people who say this and where did you hear this. All right? Getting off of fossil fuels is too expensive. All the while that we already know that we have alternative energy, geothermal, wind, tidal, sun. All of this it's eternal. All of this are clean and all of this can be free once we create a machine that can tap it. And guess what? We already do. But you didn't know, right? I didn't know. Its technology pushed away from its much-deserved support. And why? It's because of those who say renewable energy is too expensive. Here's a clue. Back in Stone Age, we used to set fire to something if we needed a bit of energy. We're still doing that today. The exact same thing. We have already an astounding level of technology. Just take a look at your baby cousin. But when it comes to energy, we are still burning oil and coal. And there, that's your answer. Those who say free energy is too expensive are oil and coal companies. Let that sink in first. And let me follow through and weigh these sources in. The price of fossil fuels is cheap. Because the price is completely wrong. Because the cost doesn't stop at what you pay in cash. It continues on to your taxes. You pay oil and coal companies your health, your remaining time to be alive, and the time of the future human beings. That is the cost of our energy use today. That is the price we give to oil and coal companies. And that is still majority of the world. The so-called advanced worlds and nations still use Stone Age methods to run the world. So why, Reef? Why are they doing this? Why are they lying to us? Well, they're lying to us because the cheapest energy, ladies and gentlemen, is slavery. Hitler's mission was carried out by people who were forced to do their jobs, and some even called it a real job, simply because they had to work too, for money sold to a false idea unaware that it'll cost them with their lives along with many others who weren't supposed to be involved in the first place. Mining companies wouldn't have succeeded in making dents on earth that you can see from space if it weren't for the people who were just doing their jobs. That is why energy is a moral issue. So, we really need to support the development of a green economy even if we weren't facing global warming. Even without all the environmental problems we still need to do this because that's one hell of a development we're leveling up the foundation of how and why we're able to do whatever the hell we want energy right oil and coal companies they know they'd lose once renewable energy comes rising so they want to keep on eating and leveling up on their own still avoiding collaboration now science to solutions like I said The development of a green economy achieving sustainability the real one actions not compromising earth nor stealing time and enjoyment from the future what can we do as citizens in light of the people who make the decisions and just like how we fight to keep our government competent we use our voices our minds and our taxes yes the right way We've been sitting out a very important time. But don't worry about how big of a difference you're making. Just make sure that you are doing so and doing better. Even if hope looks like zero or a hundred, do something. We have already a world that anyone can reach anyone and anything. We're even spending a big chunk of our money to stop people from doing that. That said, our ability to reach and tap and access ways to contribute and make a difference starts with the tap of your finger. So now, when you're ready, get your phone or your laptop, your favorite screen, whatever you're using to listen to me now, get on to the World Wide Web and click on each of the pledges and letter-making links that I've put in the description below. This is all we need. For investors out there, I'd like you to search for ESG which stands for Environment, Society, and Governance. And SRI, Socially Responsible Investment. ESG is the category you want to invest on now. SRI is the act of investing itself. All of what ESG is about is what the world is experiencing now. Threats in our society, governance, and environment. Especially because our infrastructure that relies on fossil fuels will be changed. Take a look at energy efficiency and economic stimulus. It's a globally suggested strategy by experts to push along to policymakers. And yes, the pressure is now on them. And we got to do that. We got to put the pressure on them because they're the ones who make the decisions. That's their job. That's their responsibility. Now, cities will be transformed and are being transformed to run on clean and eternal energy free, and far from compromising the face of the earth. Our rights to speak and be educated is at its peak. Let's maximize that. Your contribution to Mother Earth and humanity today after this podcast are two things. Click and sign, share, advocate. The links I put down at the description. Second, 2022. Exercise your right to vote. That is it for our fifth episode. Topics on specific energy sources and how we currently tap them is reserved for future apps. For now, here's energy in the nut. Why energy is a moral issue. Thank you for listening. This is HomeCasts. My name is Reef. And as always, let's keep tomorrow existing.